0: Nikki, how are you? Hi, Hillary. I'm good. How are you? You know, I've missed you. We've been we've been away, and I'll tell you why. We've been spending this whole time trying to get Tom Hanks. To, you know, we were working through his publicist, we just trying to find a good time for everybody to meet here over Zoom. And so, I'm very excited to announce that joining us today is not. Just, it's me not anybody. just
1: me and me and you, Nikki. They really dicked us around.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tom Hanks, we love you and we still want you on the podcast. It wasn't him after it all. Wasn't. Turns out it was yeah. just
1: some teenagers. It's just, just some teens.
0: Tick TikTokers or something.
1: And we had hope, because actually there's um there's this podcast. It's not this podcast, which is by the way called Rate the Rom <laughs> <laughs> We are Rate the Rom That's us. We talk about romantic comedies there's most another- of the time. Usually. There's another podcast out there um, in the world, and it's called I Said No Gifts. Mm. And it's only a couple episodes out so far, but Emma freaking Thompson loved it, and then she <laughs> was on it as a guest.
0: Um,
1: We got to talk to Emma
0: Thompson.
1: <laughs> we just got to get her to like us, it turns out. So I don't mean- okay, well, that's easy. Can We're very likable people. So true. Too true.
0: But yeah, so sorry for the long break- It's summer. We had things going on. I don't know if you heard, but there's a pandemic. So (laughs) that happened.
1: And, you know, we're busy
0: people, Nikki and I.
1: We're busy dodging viruses. (laughs) Indeed. We're busy, but we're back because we need to be.
0: Back and better than ever. And the reason we were trying to get Tom Hanks on the podcast, still trying, and always will be trying, never stop trying to get Tom Hanks on the podcast, is because we're gonna do, we're gonna talk about so many Tom Hanks movies in this one podcast.
1: That's right. We were gone all this time because we had to watch all three Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks movies. It yes. Was time consuming. They're, they're not short
0: movies, it's <laughs> hours of time. So <laughs> the movies are number one. From 1990, the year of my birth, Joe versus the volcano. Number two, 1993, Sleepless in Seattle. And number three from 1998. Wow. You've got mail. Three mm-hmm. lovely, perfect movies. Well, that's not true. They're not all perfect. I have a lot of thoughts on all of these films. Same.
1: But they are movies. They're movies. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are in all of them, and I like both of them. I I will say in all of them, I just think they're both really great in general. Something Mm -hmm. I like about um, Meg Ryan Mm -hmm. is that she's kind of a weirdo, you know, like (laughs) not kind of fully a
0: weirdo. Like she's totally
1: a weirdo, and I love that. There's not really a lot of girls that can or women who can like do that or who do do that. Um, it's like a lot we get a lot of confident and sexy she's not even thinking about being confident and no. it's not that she's not confident she's just not she's just she's just just completely out there
0: there's nothing like like it's not like she i feel like she's not even really acting let's just meg <laughs> ryan like i'm just gonna be a weird friggin' person and that's yeah. cool and guys will like it tom hanks likes it so. yeah Why he not? likes it and likes it and likes it again and and then two other times because- Exactly
1: because that was just one movie. <laughs> that was just one movie. <laughs> well let's get into that then. Let's yeah, so how do you want to do this?
0: We're gonna we're not gonna go through every single aspect we'll of every single movie hours. like we usually do because that will take forever. So we'll do the Spark Notes versions of each of these films and then give our thoughts on them. Yes, I like that. We have all the Wikipedias up. We do. All I of took them the are... best of the trivias. So we don't have to. <laughs> read Amazing. All of them. I have the rotten tomatoes in in separate tabs. I've not yet looked at them, so I don't yet know what they were scored. I want to be surprised just like you. Excellent. But yeah, let's uh let's go through. Number one. Joe versus the Volcano again came out March 9th, 1990. I wasn't born yet. You had just turned 1.
1: And I ran to the movie theater for you this one, guys. I Your first words
0: parents. were <laughs> Joe versus the Volcano
1: question <laughs> mark. <laughs> wow, yeah. And my parents were stunned and they didn't take me, so I did crawl there. Um, indeed. When movies were a thing back then, when oh, we could man. go. I loved that. I loved that. But um, I really also don't mind that we can watch whatever movie we want now, like without like a big thing. Like we don't have to, we don't need VHS anymore. We don't have to rewind. Mm -hmm. We have to do any work. We might have to pay a thing. That's fine.
0: That's fine. You would always have to do that. That's true. So not much different there. The user experience is just better, easier, more efficient, as they Mm -hmm. would say. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Anyway. versus Volcano. Let's get into it.
1: Oh jeez! Okay.
0: Well, the beginning
1: of this movie made me want to shoot myself in the head.
0: Uh, Tom Hanks's hairstyle at the beginning of this movie made me want to shoot myself in the head. It was <laughs> bad.
1: It was not. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the, the the music was bad. The the music was confusing and hurt. Like mm-hmm. it hurt my head. It was some kind of weird, like jazzy. Not jazzy. It was not like, even. No, no. Nah.
0: I He's don't know beat. how to describe it. It was a thing. It wasn't good. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like, like it. it.
1: And he worked in what appeared to be just like a shithole. <laughs>
0: like-, like the actual definition of like the worst place in the world. That's where Tom Hanks' character, whose name is Joe, in case you didn't get it from the title, Joe. That's, that's where he works. So, And he is, as Wikipedia says, a downtrodden everyman from Staten Island working a clerical job in a dreary factory. And that's true. Wikipedia nailed it in that description. And that movie nailed Staten Island. Ooh. <laughs> Staten Island's not a place that anybody ever wants to be. Not sorry, Staten Island. But if you're from Staten Island, welcome to the pod. Like like that you're here. <laughs>
1: Don't uh, like where you come from. Yeah. Prove us wrong. Um <laughs> Anyway, his boss is a piece of work. His name is Mm -hmm. Frank Roturi, and he's just screaming on the phone and just being really unpleasant.
0: Yeah, so supposedly, apparently, this is a factory for medical supplies, and Joe works in the advertising department, which is a room with some bad lighting and bad coffee and unhappy people. And that's uh, really it. And Joe is, I guess, a hypochondriac. He's always, like, ill I'm doing air quotes in case anybody is wondering because this is a podcast and you can't see me. So, Joe has a lot of doctor's appointments, always feeling bad. And the fact that he's always feeling bad is probably to do with the fact that he works in a shithole, as Nikki said.
1: Anyway, he even tried to bring, bring a lamp in and his boss wouldn't even let him turn that on. No, a little like hula
0: dancer lamp, basically, tiki lamp, something it like had that. Had a
1: volcano on it. Yeah. So, foretelling. foretelling. Ooh. Yeah. So he's going to the doctor. His, his boss is like pissed off because he's like, Why are you going to the doctor? What's your deal? Holy crap. What's wrong um, with you,
0: Joe? And Joe's like, Oh, so much. So much is wrong with me. He's
1: like, Well, see, so yeah, I'm going to the doctor. So <laughs> he goes to the doctor, and Dr. Ellison diagnoses this is all Wikipedia, an mm-hmm. incurable disease called a brain cloud. A which brain has cloud. Symptoms, but it will kill him within five or six months. Mm hmm.
0: This is a fatal, fatal diagnosis. Bad news for Joe. Upside is he doesn't have to go to that place of work so much anymore. So there's a bright side, you know? He's ready to get out of there. Yeah. So he goes back to the office and quits his job. He's like, F you. I'm out. Blah, blah, blah. That's not actually what he said. Like, I am paraphrasing. (laughs) But that's essentially what happened. He's like, why am I going to waste my time at this place? I'm dying. I have a brain cloud. He did what the rest of us would do if we had an actual brain cloud, mm-hmm. if it was a thing. If that was a real thing, then that's what I would do. For that's sure. That's not to say, I, I mean, I enjoy my job. I don't work at a shop. I level. also
1: do as well. I don't have a problem with I'm that. I'm just but saying, like, I wouldn't spend the last days yeah. working. <laughs> I that's would all. leave. I'd leave on good <laughs> terms. Yes. I wouldn't burn any bridges about it. I no. Would. But yeah, I'd, I'd peace <laughs> out. Um, He's told by the doctor, you have some time left, live it well. Yeah, he goes back to work. He leaves. Oh, and then um, Meg Ryan's there. She's number mm-hmm. number one. Yep. She's Dee Dee, who is, I guess, like the receptionist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Joe, just feeling ballsy after yeah. all this testosterone and yelling, decides to ask Dee, Dee on a date finally. Why not? He's so. dying and she's like- Dying to go on a date with him. Oh, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Well, they try to, but then, um, yeah, <laughs> then he tells her that he's dying. And she's like, No, nah, I'm not into dead guys. Thanks, though. No, I can't. She handle pieces that. out
0: too. Yeah. That's a, not a love connection.
1: No, even that's though a it is
0: Meg Ryan, you're like, Oh, look, it's Meg Ryan. They're going to get together in the
1: end. Not that one. No, he does not get with Dee Dee in the end. So just stop dreaming. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Anyway, get over it. The next day,
0: <laughs> some wealthy guy comes to Joe. He's got an idea,
1: a proposition. He needs Joe's help with something. Yes. He, his name is Samuel Gray the Moor. Sure. And he needs a mineral essential for manufacturing uh, superconductors. Right. There's lots of it on a tiny island called the, what is it, Woo? Yeah. Waponi Woo. W- 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 and the Wapanis will only let him mine there if he solves the problem. <laughs> they have to sacrifice somebody to their god once a century, but nobody wants to do it. Shockingly, so they- <laughs> nobody wants to be sacrificed. Nobody will volunteer his tribute. It's- nobody will do it.
0: Yeah. So since Joe's dying and everything, he doesn't have much time to live anyway. What does it hurt if he just sacrifices himself? Doesn't hurt anything. He's going to be dead soon anyway. So Joe's like, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? But the sacrifice is, it's not just like, oh, I have, somebody has to die. It's like, oh, somebody's got to jump into a volcano.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah. it could be worse though because a lot of tribes like eat people. True. I would rather jump into a volcano than be picked apart and stabbed with spears and all that stuff.
0: Agree. And yes, I would as well. You know, a volcano jumping into it, that first like they say, like the first few hundred feet of that fall is
1: going to be really exciting. The rest of it, not as much. <laughs> also, like not to jump ahead, but they were pretty cool. Like when he got there, like they didn't like get on him. Like, all right, you want to get in that volcano? Yeah. Like they stuff, they were like, all right, we'll, we'll hang a minute. We'll yeah, that's cool. We're not mad fine. about it. No, thanks for coming, man. Thanks for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so he agrees to do it. And this guy gives him his credit cards and he's just like, go live your... Re- live your dream yeah live uh, your best life you. buy some things
0: make yourself look fancy and then yeah. uh, head on down to the island
1: yeah on your time mm-hmm. Here. and on my time yep so he does it he goes to new york city and he uh he has a, a driver named mm-hmm. marshall so he starts asking him questions on where he would go for outfits or dinners and whatever yeah. and they have themselves a day while they it's, go shopping that's a lovely day joe gets a haircut thank god oh thank god <laughs> uh, and then it turns around for all
0: of us mm-hmm. and the movie gets so much better after that so much better yeah so they friendship. have a day they mm-hmm. have a they, he makes a nice friend with his driver and then he's got all of his things and he heads off to the other side of the country
1: yes he also does make he bought three giant suitcases these big trunks these mm-hmm. um steamer trunks yes yeah, steamer trunks and uh, they're going to be important so just yes. just know that they did that hang
0: on to that nugget
1: yes for dear life <laughs> uh, joe then flies to los angeles and then he's met by one of greenamore's daughters angelica and she is a was it, a gibbet. that's what she calls herself she's also meg
0: ryan again what you're like oh look again it's meg ryan okay so okay fine 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 he'll end up with this girl like it's meg ryan this
1: is this this is his girl cool absolutely no problem and he falls fast oh he loves her you know they go out to dinner and Mm -hmm. he's just like
0: super into her um (laughs) except i had What was her
1: voice? What was that voice that she was doing? (laughs) That voice was her trying her best. I was.
0: I. It was.
1: That was why she was unlovable. That was that character's one flaw. I I don't even know how to describe it. It was
0: like I. I don't even know. I don't even know. It was terrible. Whatever it was, I I hated it. Every second she was talking, I wanted to die.
1: yeah yeah he was lucky to be getting into a yacht and going far far away <laughs> uh so the next morning she drives him to uh you know the boat where mm-hmm. her half sister patricia is going to be taking joe to the island and guys guys yes it
0: is patricia is also meg ryan she's meg ryan guys she's oh meg God. King ryan meg ryan is Really earning her paycheck, which was probably still less than Tom Hanks's in this movie. I don't and- <laughs> want to speculate. Don't actually know how much Meg Ryan was paid for playing three roles in this movie. But women make less than men, especially in 1990. That's all yes. I'm going to say. Carry on with the recap.
1: It's the- sad because this was the best Meg Ryan. I mean, she, play- she should have at least, if she's going to be paid so much less than him, since she played three different roles, give her three different paychecks of, you know,
0: that's what i'm saying you know she's just give yeah. her give her a little bit extra she's so it's
1: only fair um so this is the meg ryan where she gets to talk with a regular voice and let her beautiful long blonde hair down and he immediately falls in love with her mm-hmm. just on sight
0: joe falls in love fast he's fallen in love three times in the last 24
1: hours so yes uh so on. they have an awkward beginning but they begin to bond. But then they run into a typhoon. Mm-hmm. She's knocked unconscious and flung overboard. The rest yep. of her crew dies. Very sad. Um, super sad. Um, Joe jumps in to rescue her. The yacht gets struck by lightning and sinks. Mm-hmm. But he makes a little raft by putting together his steamer trunks.
0: While this was happening, I was thinking of yet another Tom Hanks movie oh. Castaway. Castaway. <laughs> I was wondering if Wilson might show up. He did not. And. That's, that's my whole thought process for this scene. Anyway, next. I could not think
1: about that as well. Wilson! <laughs> I honestly, Wilson would have been way better company than knocked out Meg Ryan. <laughs> it's just, oh, what a leech. Wilson didn't need water. He had to you give know. her his water.
0: He didn't weigh things down. Wilson was just a lovely ball of air. Mm-hmm. Nice to talk to. Great listener. Great anyway, listener. way to go, Wilson. There go. And Wilson was probably also paid more than Meg Ryan.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, sad but true. Yeah. So, yeah, he had to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and they have so nicely drifted to their destination. How lucky for them. So lucky. Uh, the Wapanis, whatever, they treat them to a grand feast. Of course. Their leader, Chief Toby, asks one last time if anyone else will volunteer, but nope. No,
0: Joe's no, chose, chose the only one, shockingly.
1: So they head to the volcano, but Patricia mm-hmm. tries to stop him because she's in love with him. Well, sure. So he admits that he loves her as well, but the Obvious, time like, stinks.
0: Well, he's dying. Gotta jump into a volcano. They've spent, what, six total hours together? So, like, approximately the same amount of time as The Bachelor spends with his eventual choice.
1: So it's believable. What would happen if The Bachelor got to hang out with each girl while they were unconscious for like I don't want to think about that. I do not want to think about that. (laughs) No, with like a producer there, but like he had to get to know (laughs) their vibe. You know what I mean? Like nothing creepy. It's just like just based on vibes. What do you feel? Based on like like the unconscious vibes they're giving off. So the good news They could do like a sleep Mm -hmm. like analysis, and then he can just pick someone based on that. Oh, I would never get chosen. Then.
0: <laughs> Nick and I were talking offline about how terrible of a sleeper I am. And so basically um, that's not the game. That's not a group me. date.
1: That's not a group date for you. <laughs> no, no. You would stand
0: else. out there. You get the one-on-one
1: on that week. So don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, Joe definitely picked up good vibes from this. Yes. Lady, Trisha, yes, and yes. They decide that they should get married right before uh, jumping into the volcano. Of course they should. I would. And they, they do. The Waponies marry mm-hmm. them. Like, again, like I said, they're very um, accommodating. Gracious.
0: Yeah. Accommodating
1: a very nice bunch of people. Like oh them God, a lot. You want to get married? All right, cool. Yeah, cool. Sure. No problem. So they do. And then Joe's like, All right, see ya. Bye. Yeah. So, but then they jump in and then. Well, well, yeah. Well, Patricia wants him to not
0: jump. Right. And then Patricia's like, well, if you're going to jump, then I'm going to jump with you. You jump and- I jump. It's really romantic. <laughs> yeah. And and Joe's like, mm, probably not the best idea. But she doesn't listen, so they're going to jump together. So they jump together.
1: But and the um, volcano actually erupts. It goes kaboom. And they're fine. Mm-hmm. They get thrust into the ocean, the Waponi Island, completely sinks back into nothing yeah so that's kind of
0: sad so long with ponies um, yeah they didn't ask for that they literally didn't they for real didn't ask they for were that. the nicest people and now their island is gone and but you know joe and patricia they they're fine and they're right
1: near their steamer trunks how lucky for them true love prevailed mm-hmm. and they yeah despite the odds And they got on their trunks, and then they uh, learned about the brain cloud situation, and she Mm -hmm. realized what her dad was up to, that sneaky, sneaky man. Yeah, that doctor was not telling the truth.
0: He's a quack, just one of Patricia's dad's friends trying to set Joe up so that he would commit suicide, basically. Nothing's wrong with Joe. He's cool. He don't have no brain cloud. And guess what? They live happily ever after.
1: For at least as long as they're on the um, trunks. (laughs) Right. I starvation <laughs> yeah i
0: mean happily ever after for <laughs> a day and then they're stuck together in the ocean and it's not gonna last very long especially not without wilson no nope. there you go that's joe versus the volcano yes. do you want to rate it now or after we do the other two i will rate it
1: now okay
0: what do you rate this movie nikki two Two i was gonna Julius. say like 1.8 Julias. Yep. it's yep. not not my favorite
1: i didn't I love this
0: movie. <laughs> movie at all um it's really hard to get
1: through <laughs> oh my god and it's actually one of the shorter ones i think yeah. it was like exactly 90 minutes and it was it, so- it's 102 minutes it's 102 minutes, minutes. Okay. so close but yeah and very short. 102
0: really long
1: minutes um, I the first time I started it out of what three mm-hmm. I like stopped it after just a couple of minutes. I just couldn't because it. it's yeah, it's not good. When you first turn this movie on, you're like, no, nope,
0: no, nope, turn it off, don't want to watch, don't want to watch, and it doesn't really get that much better. No, like,
1: you should just listen to that feeling. Yeah, that that, that
0: <laughs> initial, mm, I don't think this is going
1: to be good. You're correct. It's not. And I don't blame Tom Hanks and I don't blame Meg Ryan. I don't blame any. I think it's just a stupid movie.
0: I agree. It's just (laughs) bad. It's just a bad film.
1: It's just a bad film.
0: Tell us what the people thought. Oh, I would gladly tell you what the people thought. So it's actually rated as fresh on the tomato meter. 63%. So it's not overwhelmingly fresh. It's barely fresh. Mm. Um. And that's the tomato meter. The audience score, lower than that. Audiences didn't like it as much. Still above 50%, but just slightly at 54. So 54% fresh from the audience.
1: Okay. Okay. Some
0: reviews, if you'd like them. I would. If you don't, then just skip ahead. I don't know (laughs) what to tell you. Well, Brian Costello from Common Sense Media says, it's a cult classic with smoking, kissing, stereotypes. That's it. That's the whole... (laughs) he
1: put his full name on that
0: (laughs) that was and that's a good review that was a a fresh review
1: i wouldn't have guessed that that's really funny (laughs) Uh.
0: i i I don't know if you can see my face it is one of confusion this man is from an outlet called combustible celluloid Mm -hmm. i don't know what that is he wrote a review for this film and he said, playwright John Patrick Shanley made his movie directing debut in this defiantly strange, totally underappreciated, yet completely wonderful romantic comedy. I don't know that we were watching the same film, mm. sir. Mm-hmm. Don't think we were. A lot of the rotten re- reviews are unavailable because this movie is old. Oh, um, true. But here's one.
1: The website um, was down
0: then, man. <laughs> Ah, here we go. This person says, it's the unredeemable result of Hollywood's total capitulation to the Spielberg-Lucas aesthetic of the 80s. I don't
1: know if they had anything to do with any of this, actually. (laughs) Okay. It's just one, they want to sound pompous. They're like, let me just name drop here and make this sound like a good review.
0: Another person with a rotten review says, Somehow, I can't hate this. Then again, I can't really like it either. You can hate it. It's okay. I give you permission. Yeah, we accept you. Uh, all right. Let's look at the audience. Give you some, some audience scores. Wow. Somebody two days ago reviewed this movie. He gave it three and a half stars and called it a charming movie with sure-handed execution and a career-high performance from Meg Ryan.
1: Career-high. I am speechless. (laughs) Career high from Meg Ryan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She is a freaking. Like, she, if we hadn't had Julia's, we would have had Ryan's. We would have had Meg's. That's right. Because she is just royalty and not at all for this movie. Not a little bit because of this movie. Career high. Ugh. Two days ago. Ugh. Somebody in July
0: of this year. Root. The entire thing is just plain ridiculous. Do you want to know how they spelled plane, Nikki? Oh, not like an airplane. It is like an oh, airplane. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong, but they're wrong there. <laughs> this person gave it five stars. Five. Five of them in June of this year. I actually love this movie. It's my favorite Tom Hanks movie, as well as my favorite Meg Ryan movie. It is funny. It has great charm and just makes me happy.
1: You know what? If it makes you happy, God bless, but you're wrong. I I think Tom Hanks' mom wrote that. I think that she, like, (laughs) felt upset that, like, people don't like that movie as much as other ones. She's like, you know what? I'm just going to write what I think. (laughs) And I think this is a good place to end it
0: from a fella named Russell. He says, it's pretty stupid, but mildly funny. Not terrible. <laughs> all right.
1: Two and a half stars from Russell. Yes, I'll, I agree. I agree. All right. Thank that's you, Russell. A, that's
0: a, any fun trivia for this movie, Nikki?
1: Um, not only did Meg Ryan play all three female leads.
0: What? She but, did?
1: But she also was the voice of the flight attendant welcoming oh, the flight to Los Angeles. A lot of the things in these um trivias was just like, symbolism mm-hmm. so i took a lot of those out <laughs> don't care because it was just like oh yeah that tri- that guy they said at one point i guess when of the ponies like represented his job somehow there's like a lot of stuff i didn't i didn't care for it personally. don't care Um, The scene where Joe goes shopping, supposedly New York City, was actually filmed on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. You can see the familiar Gucci sign.
0: Well, it is familiar, obviously, to all of us who shop on Rodeo
1: Drive at Gucci. Oh Oh. my gosh. I, at least three times a year, fly out to Rodeo so I can get to Gucci.
0: Mm -hmm. And the other other days,
1: I'm at the Champs-Élysées in Paris, you know? Mm, Of course. Obviously. Of course. Obviously. So. Um that's just us. Uh, <laughs> uh the writer John Patrick Shanley's trademark is one lover telling the other not to leave them in the stinking earth without them. I think that that's literally
0: those words? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite the quite the calling card.
1: I was like, I think you should pick something else.
0: <laughs> Maybe find something else to yeah. say.
1: Sorry, John Patrick Shanley. You <laughs> i want to know why like i really just i want to talk to his therapist so
0: you're saying nikki Mm -hmm. on my next date with a man which i assume will be in 2022 when i'm Mm -hmm. allowed to see men again (laughs) without fear of death Mm -hmm. um what i should tell him is i don't want what is it what's the line i need i need to get it right so that this man won't ever
1: leave me Tell him, don't you leave the stinking earth, stinkin earth without me. Don't you leave the stinking <laughs> stinkin earth without me. The
0: stinking That'll get
1: me a ring right in away. In no time. In right? no time. Quicker than Tom Hanks gave one to Patricia. <laughs> like so quick. How many steamer trunks do you
0: think I can get out of that?
1: Oh, at least seven.
0: All right. Then, you know, do Seven in not- a carry-on leave the stinking earth without me
1: <laughs> practice it in the mirror really get it down
0: i've got some time we're still in a pandemic still not meeting anybody. oh yeah
1: oh yeah you definitely fellas single guys
0: it. out there hit me up sometime 2021
1: and be ready for what hillary's gonna be do not
0: then. leave the stinking <laughs> earth without me
1: oh she is experimenting <laughs> with inflection i love it <laughs> And emphasis i'm into it um 10 out of 10 (laughs) of the three movies in which tom hanks and meg ryan star as the leads this is the only film that did not gross over 100 million in the box office i am shocked shocked um in episode 206 of the simpsons uh oh simpsons comics Mm. there was a story called doe versus the volcano and i thought that was funny i appreciate it um, this one's for you, although it was written by like a seven-year-old, so just brace yourself. <laughs> there seems to be a somewhat subtle reference to the Wizard of Oz. The obvious crooked roads/slash paths mirror the Yellow Brick Road. Also, Meg Ryan plays three different characters. Compare them to the Scarecrow, Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion. Don't tell me to think critically, IMDb person. <laughs> and that's what that says
0: uh we'll take back. that how you will the wizard of oz is my favorite film yes, of all is. time so uh i can tell you as a wizard of oz aficionado i didn't get any of wizard of oz <laughs> themes from this movie <laughs> Didn't cross uh, my mind one single
1: time, but okay. Know, like the Wizard of Oz to you is like the Bible is to my grandma. Like mm-hmm. if she's gonna pick that up in literature, no matter where, like <laughs> I'll be like, I did not get that, and she's just like, yeah, the teacup was Jesus. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, and I feel like that's you for the Wizard of Oz. So if like that was true, I feel like you would have been like, no, yeah, Meg Ryan was Glinda, actually. Um,
0: <laughs> All of those um, Waponies are elves. The they're the little. <laughs> The little munchkins. Uh, munchkins from, they are munchkins. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Wizard of Oz themes galore. The doctor's do the wizard. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. Yeah. We had that. We knew it. <laughs> we were just testing you. you um, the first two movies Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan made together in which the former plays a character whose name is Joe. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. And I don't know why I kept that one. Sorry. Anyway. Spoiler alert.
0: in on one of these other movies... Tom Hanks is named Joe. Did we ruin it for you? Hope
1: not. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Have some cocoa and then come back when you're ready.
0: Um, we'll all right. It. So that's Joe versus Volcano. Are we ready? Oh, we're ready. For movie number two. Number two. Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. All right. So in this movie, Tom Hanks plays Sam. And we open the film. We're actually at a funeral uh, because Sam's wife has died. It's very sad. He's got his son. They're at the wake. And um, Sam's not doing well. You know, his friends and family are trying to help him. And he's just in his own world. It's it's really sad because losing your wife to cancer is really hard. And Jonah's not doing great either. Eight-year-old Jonah, his son, very sad. So... That's the setup to the film. And this is all happening in Chicago. They're not yet in Seattle because Seattle, they decide to move to Seattle because Sam needs a new start. He doesn't want to be in Chicago. Everything reminds him of his wife, Maggie. He's like, we got to get out of here. So off we go to Seattle. And that is when the opening credits begin.
1: Yes. So then they go and they live on a houseboat. Or is Mm -hmm. that, yeah, right? They moved to the houseboat. Yeah,
0: it is a houseboat. It's on water. So Mm.
1: I assume it's a houseboat. It's, yeah, it's, (laughs) it's fine.
0: They live in a houseboat. That's what we're going with good for them
1: yeah. uh, a year and a half later on Christmas Eve Jonah calls into a radio talk show it's pretty much like um was it Delilah yeah Delilah,
0: Delilah. Mm-hmm.
1: um and he's talking to her about how much he misses Maggie mm-hmm. and then thousands of women wait so then he gets no, to so
0: Jonah mind. calls the talk show and yes. says to this doctor Dr. Marsha Fieldstone is her name that's such a like beautiful name. <laughs> Dr.
1: So, Marsha
0: Fieldstone. Dr. Marsha Fieldstone. He calls in and says, Hey, my dad needs a new wife. And Dr. Marsha's like, What's wrong with the one he's got now? He doesn't have one now. She died. Oh no, let me talk to your dad. So. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so he does. So Sam gets on the phone. And one of my favorite lines is when this this happens, he gets on the phone. And he's talking to her and he's like, who is this? And the the doctor's like, it's Dr. Marsha Fieldstone. And Jonah's like, talk to her, dad. It's a doctor. And he's like, a doctor of what? Her first name could be doctor. What are you talking about? (laughs) And anyway, he does wind up opening up to Dr. Marsha Fieldstone, telling the story of meeting his wife and how it was magic. And he just knew that they were meant to be together. And women around the country are listening to this because it's a syndicated talk show. So it goes out all over the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one of those women listening in, who is it, Nikki?
1: Anna Reed. That's right. Meg Ryan.
0: Meg Ryan. She's hearing this on her way back. Uh, her and her fiance. Walter. Walter. We're having. Yes. We're having <laughs> a Christmas Eve dinner at Annie's house. Meg Ryan. Her family house. And so now they're leaving. They went in separate cars and she's on her way to meet his family for Christmas day. And so she hears this as she's driving and boy, oh boy, did she get hit in the feels by this story.
1: Yeah. She went like from zero to crazy town real quick in oh, a way really that quick. like is only attractive when Meg Ryan does it. So literally oh, yeah, let her
0: I mean, crazy loose. It was... Stalker City.
1: Yeah. She was like, let me just change up my life for a man I'm listening to for three whole seconds. Mm-hmm. But she feels like she really got the gist of who Sam is. She knew him. <laughs> and so she really, like, she could not stop thinking about him. Nope. Couldn't happen. And
0: let me tell you, her fiance, whose name is Walter, is played by Bill Pullman, who is one of my original crushes. Let me tell you my other original crushes. John Stamos. Mm-hmm. right or strong still, still so would and if, if you know what any of these men had in common in the 90s when I was looking at them their hair they all had mm-hmm. the same hairstyle floppy and you could run your fingers through it loved them all those were all my crushes so what do you leaving in Bill Pullman for I'll take him still would on <laughs> Bill Pullman too yes
1: i was thinking about you while watching this movie i was like i can see how you would think this is not fair he's kind of the cameron diaz of this movie yes
0: he was fine there was nothing wrong with bill pullman you're like i could i mean you're a little nerdy there's that you're a nice fella it's cool
1: i'm also like meg ryan you're a grade a weirdo just a full-on freak not okay like just chill out and settle for fucking bill pullman okay you could do worse you could do worse geez good
0: lord anyway so back to the movie (laughs) (laughs) she fell in love basically with sam when listening to his story the idea of sam Anyway, she's based in Baltimore. Sam is in Seattle. Long distance, not great. Also, they don't actually know each other, so that's a little bit of a bump in the road to get over for them to be together. Uh, But yeah, so Sam has now caught the attention of every single and not single woman in the world and begins to get a lot of fan mail. And Annie, meanwhile, she works at a newspaper, The Baltimore Sun, and her editor is like, "Oh, maybe you should do a story about this Sam fella." Hmm.
1: She ends up writing a letter to Sam. Well, she watches an affair to remember. That's like her, her big fave.
0: Yeah. Well, that's and, that's yeah. a it's a, like this movie isn't based on affair to remember, but it's like very similar to affair to remember. So it's maybe like not a remake, but kind of an homage to affair to remember. An
1: homage. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So then she writes Sam a letter and. She's all cute and charming or whatever. And then she invites him to meet her on Valentine's Day at the top of the Empire State Building. That's Because right. obviously.
0: Of course. Because she lives in Baltimore. He lives in Seattle. Why wouldn't they be at the top of the Empire
1: State Building on what's Valentine's more, Day? What's more convenient than meeting somebody <laughs> you don't know in a state you don't live near on Valentine's Day? That's fine. That's a great- While I, you're
0: engaged to somebody else.
1: Oh, yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> she mails it. Um, oh, he doesn't no, she, mail it. She's no, mail it, but She's Becky like does. Becky, Becky, who
0: is her friend slash editor, Come and on, played by Rosie O'Donnell.
1: Yes, Come great on, cast Becky. in
0: this movie. Gotta say that's
1: true. That is true. Next one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam begins dating a coworker, Victoria, who Jonah
0: dislikes. Doesn't like this Victoria girl. Victoria is also not somebody who listened to Sam on the radio, didn't send Sam a letter. They just knew each other from work, like normal humans. Yes.
1: Jonah reads Annie's letter and likes it because it mentions the Baltimore Orioles, Orioles, Uh, but he fails to convince his father to go to New York to meet Annie.
0: Because his father is a logical human (laughs) being. Like, I don't know this, girl. We don't live in Baltimore. I'm not going to New York to meet a stranger. Jonah, get your shit together
1: for real you're eight what do you know
0: what do you know
1: <laughs> bloody bloody blah they he keeps dating victoria her laugh mm. is really not good
0: like a hyena i believe is what it was described as
1: yes so he responds jonah responds to annie agreeing mm-hmm. to the new york meeting yes because his his girlfriend jessica tells him to
0: yeah J- jonah's uh, little friend his little girl, gr- his, uh, his little playmate. playmate, girlfriend, Jessica. She's a little wiseacre. She's- she is. I like her. Yeah. And uh, so she tells him, like, write her back and then maybe, maybe so,
1: more. Which is the bold move, considering, mm-hmm. like, you're going to make this woman go to New York. Yep. If you don't even know that your dad's gonna go, um, dropping Victoria off at the airport for a flight, Sam sees Annie exiting her plane and is mesmerized by her. Yes. Oh, no idea who she is. And uh, so Annie, again, oh, yeah,
0: is what? an insane person. Uh, she has found Sam's last name, his address, and all of the information she possibly could about him using reporter tactics, I guess, also known as stalker tactics. <laughs> and then decides to fly to Seattle to spy on him from afar.
1: Like a goddamn net job. An insane person. But he loved it. He didn't really know that, but he loved seeing her. He enjoyed the, the, the sight of her.
0: Yeah, he twice. saw her.
1: He liked what he saw. And
0: that that but they, they didn't actually interact other no. than seeing each other.
1: And the second time was super freaking weird. Because she like went to his like area of like where he like lived, right? Like where Yeah. She, she
0: like, like followed him or I don't know. Sam and Jonah were playing at a park or a beach or something, and she was just like, follow them there, and
1: then parked on the other side of the road and was watching them like a freaking creep. And then they made eye contact and then mm-hmm. she just like almost got hit by a car and mm-hmm. then she just like left.
0: And then she left and she went back home to her fiance. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. And she was lucky he was still there for her. Well, he doesn't know any of this is going on. Poor Walter. Poor Walter. Um but she goes to New York with Walter anyway, doesn't she? That's yes. Yeah. Because well, Walter... she wanted to meet them because she was already – She was super really rude, actually, because she was already going to be in New York. Right. And she asked this guy to fly across the country to come over there. Right. She's like, this is convenient for me. Because so... I'll already be there with my fiance, so it's a perfect time to meet someone new. Right.
0: Yeah. Walter had invited her to New York. They were going to go register and, like, check out Tiffany's and all these, like – Cute, fun things that engage couples. Would usually be really excited about. (laughs) Yeah. For somebody who's about to get married to somebody they supposedly love. To
1: someone who's going to take them to Tiffany's. Right. Which to us, of course, is normal.
0: Yeah, obviously. When I'm not at the Champs-Elysees or Rodeo, Mm -hmm. I'm at Tiffany's.
1: Tiffany's in New York. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Ah, Well- So after Annie's ridiculous trip to Seattle, Sam still doesn't want to go to New York to meet this Annie person, despite Jonah's pleadings. So Jonah, he decides to go by himself uh, at his little friend Jessica's parents. Are they pilots? They work for an airline? I don't know. Travel agents? I don't know. They work in the travel industry. So she knows how to get him a plane ticket and onto the plane without any questions asks, which is
1: impressive for an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Pre-9-11, this works out. Yes. Great. And it does. He gets to New York, and Tom Hanks doesn't realize he was going until it's too late.
0: Well, yeah. Tom Hanks had a date with Victoria, and I don't know where he was in the interim when Jonah left the house for the airport with a bag. Mm. Um But as Tom Hanks is leaving for his date with Victoria and is going to say goodbye to Jonah. Oh, Jonah's not here. Okay. Well, so he finds out from Jessica where Jonah is. Oh, he's on his way to New York to find Annie. So he's got to now go to New York to find Jonah, his eight year old son who has run away to New York from Seattle. It's
1: insane. It is And he goes because he's a good dad. He is a better dad than I would have been at the time. I would have been like, you know what? You live in New York now. and Goodbye. Good luck. So Meg Ryan and Walter break up Mm -hmm. uh, during their beautiful romantic Valentine's Day dinner. Right. And Bill Pullman takes it really well. Really well. Like way too well. What an all star. In a way that made it kind of ruin the movie for me almost because like I liked the movie a lot and then he was just so unrealistically chill about it that mm-hmm. I was like, after everything that happened to you, <laughs> you know, without you even knowing, yeah. like that's all, that's all that you, you don't you're really just, care you're, it. Not gonna, you're
0: not going to, you're not going to put up any kind of a fight. You're, you're not going to like, So who is
1: he? Like, really? Come on.
0: Walter. you know, like, you're
1: a crazy person. Are you sure you're not just getting cold feet because you're a crazy person? Like. Mm be upset, Walter. You deserve better. Yeah, you deserve to be upset. Your emotions are valid. Come on. Well, Ugh. anyway, they break up. Well, it was and- fine. It was just to save time. It was fine.
0: Yeah, it was fine. And Annie makes her way over to the Empire State Building. And even though it's closed, they're like, yeah, sure. Why don't you go on up, lady? You insane person. So- Please don't
1: kill me, lady.
0: <laughs> so she goes up. Jonah has already been there all day, and he just was waiting for her. But when Annie gets up there, she doesn't see Jonah, but she does find his backpack, which he had left on the observation deck. And so, picks it up, pulls out Jonah's teddy bear. Oh wait, did Sam come back before this? He did, right? Um, I don't think yeah, came back Sam, yeah. Sam, remember. no, Sam came to the Empire State Building while it was open, like right. a normal person. And found Jonah, right? They reunite, and that's when Jonah left his backpack. Mm-hmm. So Sam, and then Annie finds his backpack left there when it's closed because she arrived late. Because if rude. a backpack
1: is left somewhere when it's closed in New York, now it's a bomb. So yes. you don't just pick it you up. You don't just pick it rummaging. up. If you see something, say something. You don't yeah. pick it up. Don't investigate. So she picks up this
0: possible bomb, which is actually just a teddy bear that Jonah left. Oh, Joni. <laughs> and while she's holding this teddy bear, Sam and Jonah come back because they gotta come find the backpack. And Sam and Annie see each other; they lock eyes, and it's like instant magic. They're they're in love, apparently. I guess you're the woman
1: that stared at me near my house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sam says that they should go, and takes Annie's hand. Yeah, walk Take, off together. You're just
1: fucking- <laughs> Like oh man, they just <laughs> mailed in this ending. I don't know. I don't. That was, was so strange, so weird. He just like stopped being the rational person that yeah, we all like this whole time and took Sam, her hand.
0: Your son just flew across the country. You didn't even know this girl's name. You haven't said any words to her. Neither has son, Jonah.
1: Right? Jonah hasn't even been like, you know what, Dad? I talked to her. I think she's really cool. She. I think even it's great. You,
0: you don't even know each other. This girl just has your son's backpack. Just say, thank you so much for the backpack. Goodbye.
1: And what? she doesn't even live in the city. So like, how are you going to get her shit? To like, is she, is she moving in with you? Are you going back to Seattle together? What's going on? What are you doing? Sam just got here. He doesn't have any reservations. He's flying back
0: with his son tonight. He's not supposed to be in New York. This is not a trip they had planned. He doesn't have things. What is this?
1: I want to see the scene where she tells him that she broke off her engagement that night. (laughs) (laughs) Because if everything else wasn't weird enough, like that's the thing I want. I want a reaction on that. Let's bring him back in. Agree. Anyway, that's the movie.
0: That's Sleepless in Seattle.
1: This is just like the last movie. It's like, and they live happily ever after for the next 24 hours. (laughs) And who knows? And then the consequences of all their
0: actions (laughs) hit them over the head.
1: (laughs) But we don't watch that part because it's not as fun. All right. (laughs) So what did you think about this movie, Nikki? 2.3. Really? Yeah. Not quite half. It used to be more. I don't know what happened. I just like... I think the ending just bothered me. I would actually give it, it, I do love this movie, but
0: similar to you, not as much as I used to love this movie because Meg Ryan's straight crazy. Yeah. What is wrong with you? That being said, I'd still give it like 3.7 stars. I really like the movie. I like Tom Hanks. I like Bill Pullman. Um, Jonah's cute. You know, good cast. There were some funny moments. So all in all, liked it. Overall, Meg Ryan is just just nutty, and that's what brings it down for me. Really,
1: that's the that's the saving grace for me. It's <laughs> like, oh, well, she's not in her right mind. I think it's all a fever dream. Mm, now she's could just be. This is her um completely freaking out about being engaged. Yeah, and she but this
0: also is a win for me. Because it's written and directed by Nora Afron, who's one of my favorites. Um, she did
1: Joe versus the Volcano as well. Oh, she,
0: did she really? I thought no, she did. Didn't. I thought that no, was John Patrick Shanley. <laughs> I think you're friend. right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Do not leave
1: this earth without me. Do not. Me. The stinking earth. Stinking earth without Don't me. forget about the stinking earth. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, no, she, but she she wrote the next one, I think. She, I think she wrote yeah, really You've Got Mail did. as well. Yeah, she did You've Got Mail with her sister. She wrote
0: yeah, it. so Nora Efron, prolific writer, director. Love her. Very, very funny. She wrote a few books, so, uh, uh, books of essays that are really good. Yeah. Highly recommend. I'll lend one to you.
1: It's on Please my she shelf do. right there. She's talking really to me, not you.
0: Yeah, not you. You can't take my books, audience, or mine. <laughs> We don't even know when you'll give
1: them back. Uh, all right. Trivia. Any fun trivia for this one? Let's see. Uh, the silhouette of the couple on the box of chocolates in the shop window outside Annie's house is, in fact, a silhouette of Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Um, did you do? <laughs> Rita Wilson played his sister in this movie. Yes, so she did. His, That's his true. Wife his wife played real his real-life wife. Mm-hmm. That bothers me almost as much as like. Did you ever see The Fault in Our Stars? I did. <laughs> and did you ever see the Divergent
0: movies? No, but I know that they played brother and sister in those movies, and then like I couldn't get through it because people. of it. <laughs> I saw Fault in Our Stars.
1: I saw Fault in Our Stars first, and then I tried to watch that one. And I was like, I can't get past this this new relationship. Um, uh,
0: Fault in Our Stars is good, though. I like that movie. Oh
1: my god! Very good. So book too. good. Ugh, cry every time.
0: Oh, every time.
1: Augustus, um, Augustus! Uh, the silhouette of the couple. I already told you that one. Stop mm-hmm. trying to tell that one again. Um, this was at the same time. So Tom Hanks simultaneously did his voice character work for Woody and Toy Story at this time. <gasps> Another great film. So he was just knocking them out of the park. The role of Annie was original. oh, this is funny. The role of Annie was originally offered to Julia Roberts, who turned it down. Kim Bassinger was also offered the role early in the script process, but turned it down because she wow. thought the premise was ridiculous. After Michelle you're, Pfeiffer- You're correct. <laughs> after Michelle Pfeiffer, Jennifer Jason Leigh and Jodie Foster declined as well. Meg Ryan landed the role. The kid, Nicole Kidman was also considered. <laughs> so Meg
0: Ryan was choice, what, 12 of- <laughs>
1: Yes, and actually, Parker Posey was really was originally cast in the movie.
0: Jesus, <laughs> they chose well. every lady in Hollywood before Meg Ryan for this. They when did. Meg Ryan is the perfect, perfect person for this film,
1: she, she's the only one for this. I can't see any of them doing this. No, um, no. maybe Nicole Kidman because she's got serial killer eyes. But like, that's
0: true. She could have done it.
1: But I think it would have just been a different movie if she had done it. <laughs> <laughs> she would have actually stabbed him in the end. Oh, um, Dennis Quaid was was considered for the male lead. Dennis and he Quaid was married, was married to, to Meg
0: Ryan in real life. At the time.
1: Yeah. Um, Jason Schwartzman auditioned for the role of Jonah Baldwin and he, yeah, didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the kid who played Jonah is really famous now. So Tom Hanks, Rosie O'Donnell, and Bill Pullman also starred in a league of their own. Uh, in 1992.
0: True, love that movie.
1: This movie was in the film uh, American Film Institute's 2000 list of 500 movies nominated for top nominated for the top 100 funniest American movies. Really? Yes. I'm not that's... there, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, Nora Ephron that's wrote funny. when Harry Met Sally, which also starred Meg Ryan. Um. <laughs> true. <laughs> That's That's just another one that she was in. Uh, (laughs) This is the most uh, financially successful movie of the three that we're talking about today. That's not surprising. Yeah. For this performance, Tom Hanks was nominated for the Best Actor in a Motion Picture for Comedy or Musical at the Golden Globe Awards. At the same ceremony, he won the award for Best Actor in a Motion Picture for Drama for Philadelphia.
0: Philadelphia. Very excellent (laughs) film.
1: Natasha Richardson was considered for the role of Annie. <laughs> Her and everybody else. Demi Moore was considered for the role of Annie.
0: <laughs> See, Meg if, Ryan. If Tom Hanks was here, he could confirm these things for us.
1: Yes. Otherwise, I think we could just update this and just stick any actress in at this point. Literally pick
0: up pick a lady who was in films. In Rosie O'Donnell the was early originally 90s. cast as Annie. <laughs>
1: Um, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks only share approximately two minutes of screen time together That's it, that's, wow The song Somewhere Over the Rainbow plays in this and You've Got Mel. That's because Nora Afron loves uh, that, that song That's because these three movies have to tie into The Wizard of Oz They're all about The Wizard of Oz in the Obviously end. the first one yeah. and then this one in a lot of different when ways
0: Clearly there's, there's Wizard of oz things that happen Mm-hmm
1: in i'm the sure seattle,
0: there's kind of seattle is the emerald city boom there it boom. is
1: Whoop, there it is uh, i'm sure there's like a thesis written about this somewhere that we can find i'm um-
0: I, I yes i actually believe that that's true like that wouldn't <laughs> shock me if somebody was like all of north efron's movies reference the wizard of oz
1: and this is why this is somebody why. got their somebody got their phd because of that Somebody did think critically. (laughs) Wasn't us. Not us. Not that person who wrote that comment earlier. So tell us what people thought. The people and
0: the critics love this movie almost equally. Wow. 74% fresh from critics, 75% from audiences. So some reviews, a bad one from Time Magazine. Mostly Sleepless in Seattle leaves you feeling restless in the audience. this fella from entertainment weekly says don't get me wrong i have no objection to shameless corny love stories that make you well up with tearful joy i just don't like it when the movie does the welling up for you i don't really know what that means but okay (laughs) this guy says for nearly two hours efron keeps her marvelous stars apart a potentially dangerous tactic that works superbly superbly
1: nikki If you only, like, erase reality, (laughs) then it works great, sure. Ah,
0: Sleepless in Seattle is a real charmer, a romantic comedy about an ultimate long-distance relationship. Emphasize romantic. Emphasize comedy. It (laughs) delivers both. How is that a long-distance relationship? It's not. They say (laughs) two words to each other the whole film. It wasn't a relationship. Sleepless in Seattle balances romance and realism by giving its central characters two different but equally pragmatic philosophies on love. I didn't realize that stalking a man you don't know who you fell in love with on the radio while you're also engaged to another man is a pragmatic love philosophy, but I'll add that to my little ma- mental mental notebook here so I just know
1: how it works for you
0: you know I've got that line from the last movie Mm -hmm. do not leave this stinking earth without me nailed it that love philosophy so I think by the end of the next movie I will be on my way you will you're gonna be married
1: by Christmas love
0: and happiness here we go some audience reviews two and a half stars from Bradley in 2011 cheesy rom-com i don't understand how it's so popular still some funny moments though and not all that bad okay (laughs) chandler says sleepless in seattle is one of the most fantastic movies i've ever watched it really hit me somewhere in the heart somewhere not the whole heart (laughs) just at some point in his heart he felt it all right (laughs) we may fall in love all in a sudden Oh, that's not a, that's not a sentence. <laughs> Chandler, what are you doing? Somewhere uh, in his heart, he lost his train of thought. Could he be any more confused? <laughs> oh my God. Give this kid some help. Uh, Amanda, in just a couple weeks ago, she gave it less than one star. Are you ready uh, for Amanda's Amanda. review? Here right. we go. I finally watched this movie recently, and I must say... Black. I like Meg Ryan, or rather I used to. Tom Hanks is a funny guy and good-hearted. It's funny to most that my favorite romance movie between them is Joe vs. the Volcano. For, the lo- For so long, I heard how romantic this movie is. A real chick flick. Oh, really? Shoot, not me. And the kid that plays Tom Hanks' the son in the movie is such a brat. I would be livid if I was Hanks. If my kid took off across the country. It goes on. I'm not going to read the whole thing. She had a lot Amanda. to say.
1: Amanda. Didn't wow. like it.
0: Didn't Girl, like it. let's
1: go out to brunch. Let's <laughs> get some mimosas. Let's talk about it. You Much have a lot preferred- to say joe versus the volcano
0: apparently amanda this podcast is not for you <laughs> oh my god! maybe it is maybe you i think have it some is thoughts.
1: i think that we'll talk about it sometime i don't think i'm going to agree with what you have to say but i'll Mm-mm. still Mm-mm. i respect that you have to say it um i respect your opinion those are some of the reviews i think that's enough
0: we get the picture
1: we get it we all feel pretty good about it for the most part, <laughs> Overall, except Amanda
0: except amanda we're feeling Amanda okay. Amanda says blech. Blech. Ugh. What a brat, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> Ate that kid. My God. <laughs> All right. And on to
1: You've Got Mail. Although just for one second, I will yes, say please. If, if the kid from Love Actually had been old enough to play Jonah at that time, I think it would have really made the role. I I mean, he is British, so without a lot of confusion, but I think it's okay. Nikki, I don't think that
0: that would have made any difference to the confusion of the movie. I think it was confused all the way around.
1: You're right. So You're right.
0: Having some British kid.
1: You know what? I thought that Frazier was British for a long time, (laughs) and he lived in Seattle, so I could just, we'll just. There you go. We'll just go with it. That's fine. It's fine. It makes sense to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Just the way that most people find it funny that Amanda likes Joe versus the volcano. Amanda. Funny to most. So funny,
0: funny to most. She didn't like it. That's fine. Anyway, <laughs> you've got mail. Are we ready for you've got We're mail? I'm ready. I'm ready. Have you checked your AOL inbox? Have you logged on and heard the little tones? Beep
1: boop beep beep. Did she put on your away message?
0: Uh yeah. It's Did you update uh,
1: your profile.
0: I am away from my screen name right now. Uh, I don't even remember what my first screen name was. You don't. Anyway, this movie takes place in 1998 when mail, email, and AOL chat and chat rooms were things that our parents were warning us against.
1: Do Not go in the chat rooms. Don't do it. But you know what? We did. We did. We were there. It was so fun. We chatted. but we didn't have the similar experience that Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks had.
0: No, no, not at all. No.
1: Yeah. So Kathleen Kelly is Meg Ryan yep. and she is involved with a tool named Frank Navasky. Mm-hmm. He is a left-leaning newspaper writer for the New York Observer who's always in search of an opportunity to root for the underdog yep. and you know, flirt with the ladies. In front of everyone. Yep. Um, while Frank is devoted to his typewriter, Kathleen prefers her laptop and logging into her AOL email account. I think it's kind of funny that she's doing that and just like is on like the cusp of technology <laughs> when she's like in this little like mom and pop bookstore. Yeah, trying to Kathleen like Kathleen Kelly,
0: this bookstore owner, is like, I'm gonna be on email and chat rooms.
1: And then she's like, wait, why is this big store opening up near me? Because things are changing, Kathleen. Kathleen,
0: you're a new the- Email. How do you not know this is happening? You're Everything cutting edge,
1: girl. We're anyway, on the brink of a new millennium. Yeah. Um, she is the, the screen name Shop Girl, mm-hmm. and she reads an email from NY152, the screen name of Joe Fox, who Joe she met Fox. in an over thirties chat room. That's right. As her voice narrates her reading the email, uh, she reveals the boundaries of the. Of the online relationship. There's no specifics, no names, no career or class information or family connections. Right. They don't know anything about each other
0: except that they're over 30, they live
1: in New York, and that's about it. Yes. Um, And they get this nice little friendship going.
0: Yeah, they got a little thing. She gets excited when she sees emails from NY152 come into her inbox, and this NY152 guy. Turns out to be, like you said, Joe Fox. He is of the Fox family. The Fox family owns many, many book change, like bookstores, think like Barnes and Noble. They own all of them, all of the Barnes and Nobles. They are Barnes, they are Noble. They're the Fox family. F-O-X. So they own and run Fox Books, Megastore, and they're opening a new... Fox books right around the corner from kathleen kelly's
1: little old bookshop and it's so sad because it was was her mom's and so she's always looking around seeing like images of her mom kind of around Mm. like ghosts and memories um and she's got her like her little quirky crew of people that work there yep meanwhile joe um works or who knows dave Chappelle.
0: Yeah, Dave Chappelle works for Joe in some capacity. I'm not sure how, but they work together. Which I love. I love Dave Chappelle. That was
1: a beautiful surprise because I forgot about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dave Chappelle was offered the role of Annie in Sleepless in Seattle and turned it down.
1: (laughs) This is him making up for that because he saw what a mistake it was. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so he's going to open up this bookstore. And she's emailing him, kind of about the mm-hmm. situation without specifics, and saying how like, oh wait. So she ends up meeting Joe because he comes into her bookstore. But she, th- he, they don't know that. Each yeah, other- they don't
0: know each other. So they, they both don't know, don't know at this point. So they don't know. Yes. So Joe is out with his niece and his brother because his father is an old man, but married a young woman, had a daughter, do- had a kid. I don't know. He's out with these two young kids basically having a fun day as like uncle Joe and they wind up in Kathleen's bookstore and because someone was reading a
1: book in there and it was like, Oh, the book lady's there. The book so lady's they're going to in- reading
0: a book. So they're going to go and enjoy the book lady book ladies, Kathleen Kelly. There is some charming banter. They flirt a little bit, Joe and Kathleen and Joe obviously knows Kathleen, this is her store, blah, blah, blah. But Kathleen doesn't know that this is Joe Fox who's opening the store, the big mega store that's eventually going to put Kathleen Kelly out of business. He doesn't mention any of that to her either. He just says, my name's Joe. And that's what he leaves her with. And so they they meet, but so Kathleen doesn't know who Joe, that he's Joe Fox. And neither of them know that they're who each other is communicating with via email. Yes. Is that clear? Does everybody get it? No? Any Don't questions? Care. Moving on.
1: <laughs> this is not live, so we really can't help you. <laughs> um, at a publishing just party- Just watch the forget movie. You'll get just it. Just watch it. My God, you'll love it. Probably. <laughs> um, I have a publishing party for New York Book Business. Mm-hmm. Later that week, Joe and Kathleen meet again where Kathleen discovers Joe's true identity in the Fox family. He mm-hmm. She accuses him of deception and spying while he spawns by belittling her store.
0: He also takes all the caviar from-
1: Oh, the, that was so funny.
0: <laughs> from the, the buffet and Kathleen loses it. That caviar is a garnish.
1: Mm. And honestly, she's totally right. I've had caviar- hmm and I really hated it. It's really so not. It's good. it's icky.
0: It's not. I don't understand the, the whole appeal. But you know what? When I'm on the Champs Elysees or rodeo or, in or Tiffany's, Tiffany's, I just ask for an Oreo cookie. I'm not. I'm not picky. Give there me an go. Oreo. You know. You don't slather it in caviar. <laughs> you know i don't i dip it in some gold milk instead of chocolate
1: Ooh, milk. You yes. I, you,
0: what i do is i get the golden oreos that's what oh I'm girl
1: <laughs> you know you left
0: that out <laughs> <laughs> so yeah kathleen is not impressed so much anymore with this joe guy who is kind of snobby kind of rude and definitely belittling so yeah
1: but she's still really excited about ny 152 and she's mm-hmm. not all that excited about her. frank who no she, who's kind of a dick her boyfriend frank kind of a loser no i mean he's not a loser
0: he's just yeah just he's just a dweeb just a dweeb not to him not great he's he has a huge ego at least she's not engaged to this one no she's not not this time and she doesn't try to like carry on an affair with Joe
1: so much although she does want to meet him she does and she flirts with that idea a lot Yeah, and she brings up to him Yeah, so she decides to finally meet him
0: Mm -hmm.
1: well before that and before yeah before they
0: decide to meet Kathleen is asking NY 152 business advice and she's like I have a business and somebody else is you know coming for me what should I do Joe's like, well, I'm a brilliant businessman. Let me give you my advice. And he's like, you got to fight. You got to go to the mattresses, which is a line from The Godfather. And you got to, you know, stick up for yourself and and do what you can to save your store. So that's what Kathleen does. Be ruthless. Go for it. Do everything you can. And so Kathleen starts fighting for her store and for, you know, to survive. But Joe doesn't like that because then she's making him look bad in the press and saying not
1: nice things about him. Nope. Because she followed his own advice. Mm-hmm. They, they do agree to meet up eventually. Eventually, yes. She goes, uh, she's out there she's waiting for him. Oh, and then Dave Chappelle's there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they,
0: they agree to meet at a cafe and so Meg Ryan arrives there and she's got you know her Pride and Prejudice book and her rose, which is how they're going to identify each other and tom hanks shows up with dave chappelle because he's nervous he's like you gotta look at this girl for me make sure that she's okay before i go in
1: because <laughs> they were asked. like she's definitely a dog oh, <laughs> she's she's definitely a dog. it was very rude not a great but at way to the same time person. like probably more accurate like yeah <laughs> especially yeah. at the time just in, in like up. real life
0: situations probably but yeah
1: but in this, this is situation a movie, no so, no so he's like well you said that that Kathleen Kelly girl was was pretty right mm-hmm. like yeah he's like well if you like her and then you're going to love you're this and I love this girl if you thought Kathleen Kelly was pretty
0: you are going to be happy <laughs> mm-hmm. but then he looks and he sees it's Kathleen and he goes it like yes indeed Kathleen Kelly and Joe is like no I'm not going to do that nope. and he decides basically to stand her up but he doesn't really. Not really. He makes because her wait. He makes her wait for a while, and then he does go into the shop to get a coffee, and Kathleen tries to hide herself, because she sees Joe Fox walk in, and she hates him. That's her mortal enemy. And so Joe goes and sits down, but he doesn't tell her that he is in fact NY152. He just kind of teases her and says, oh, are you waiting for somebody? And it's kind of rude, and they're rude to each other, and...
1: Yeah, she says what she's what she feels in the moment. Mm-hmm. Finally, and she's like, you know, she sticks up for herself, and like he tries, he really does. But yeah. I don't know, it was a tough scene to watch because you're was just hard. like, oh, and you guys are so happy together. If you could just like put aside you the just, whole business thing,
0: yeah, stop putting her out of business, that'd be great. Yeah, but yeah,
1: but he can't. So he they can't leave. Stop.
0: They I'm leave. Dead. Not friends. And Kathleen, still not knowing who NY152 is, she just thinks she got stood up, which is sad too, because that sucks.
1: hmm Anyway. The end. <laughs> that's the
0: whole movie. No, just kidding. <laughs> So we carry on and Kathleen's store slowly but surely does go out of business because they can't compete with wholesale prices at a mega bookstore. And so everybody that Kathleen was friends with slash employing they all go their separate ways. It was a cute bunch of people, though.
1: Yeah, their crew. sect
0: of the shop around the corner, the employees. So they, yeah, they all go their separate ways. And then Kathleen and Frank break up as well. So yeah, they're in a movie and they start fighting and then they're like, we don't actually like each other. Let's not be together anymore. Oh, thank God. So Kathleen now has no business, no job, no boyfriend. She's got a nice house though. She lives in like a townhouse. So that's nice. So good for her. But yeah, so she winds up, I'm not exactly sure. Oh, Joe hears that her store goes out of business, obviously. And he also had apologized to her as NY152 via email. Like, I can't tell you why I didn't show up, but I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And so they carried on their friendship via email. She still doesn't know who he is.
1: Yes. He's like, don't ask about it, but I just know that I really just couldn't be there. I'm so sorry. Sorry about that. (laughs) Um, And this is where I just kind of have a hard time remembering exactly what happens when. So
0: Because we're in like the last paragraph. So they keep going with their friendship. Oh, Joe is also dating somebody at the beginning of the movie. They also break up. Um, So now both of them are single. Joe has heard that Kathleen's store has closed so he shows up to her apartment and says hey I'm sorry I know it sucks and maybe we could be friends though like has two adults and Kathleen is kind of okay with that so they slowly start to become friends and hang out together and go to like farmer's markets and get coffee. And Joe is asking her all about NY152 and like, oh, what do you know about him? What are you going to like? Are you going to meet him? All these things. She still doesn't know, obviously, that Joe is NY152. No.
1: Eventually, he does actually tell her how he feels. Mm -hmm. But she's like, you ruined my business. Bye. Right. I (laughs) wish that you weren't Joe Fox
0: because – You know, all this time, Joe has been falling in love with her as NY152 and as Joe because they're hanging out. And Kathleen is falling for him too in both senses, but she doesn't know that NY152 is Joe. Exactly. eventually, like you said, Joe tells her like, maybe we could be together. And she's like, it's too late and you put me out of business and can't do it. But- ny152 asks Kathleen to meet up like hey uh I'm sorry about the last time but let's definitely meet up this time let's do it so she goes back home she puts on her prettiest dress she's getting ready to meet this guy at the park and she's making her way she's walking through the park and this dog gets loose and all you hear is somebody yell brinkley brinkley that's the name of Uh, joe's dog horse where's there was there a horse we got a hound
1: no horse though i didn't see a horse but we did get the hound
0: so uh you hear somebody yelling brinkley and kathleen knows that brinkley is ny152's dog because they had talked about it and so she sees this dog she hears a guy yelling brinkley and who was it yelling brinkley but joe fox himself and she is shocked shocked i tell you she cries but she does cry and joe's like don't cry shop girl and then they kiss and it's a very happy ending
1: it is it is a happy ending because now they can finally just be together because they're just supposed to
0: they are meant for each other and she can work at fox books and make it better
1: yes and also get a paycheck that too Her townhouse
0: is not cheap, I'm sure.
1: No. Or he could just pay for it. He's got all that money.
0: He also wound up living on a houseboat.
1: That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So much overlap in these stories. Wow. So crazy. So
0: there we go. That's You've Got Mail. And how did you feel about
1: this movie, Nikki? I gave it a 4.9. I love this movie. I had so much fun the whole time. I laughed. I cried. I cried. I felt, I felt so much when they couldn't just be together, but I got it. Like mm-hmm. this guy put you out of business. That's really hard to put, to walk past. It's okay. It's, it's, it's a I real get tough it. situation. It yep. is. This was some real shit. This was much more real than Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked it a lot more and a lot more real. Every movie got a little more real. Yes. And I liked it. I liked yes. That.
0: Agree. Agree. I would give it five out of five, Julia's. Woo! This is along with serendipity my top favorite rom-com. I just think it's pitch perfect. I think the performances are good. Chemistry is good. They actually spent time together in the movie as two people getting to know each other. And it was just so cute. So well done, well written. And while it doesn't hold up in like the technical aspects, I think it does hold up as like a love story for the digital age, because this kind of stuff happens all the time. You meet people online and you're like, who is this person? Do I know you? Can I trust you? Yeah. So I loved it. Yes. Yes to this.
1: Yes to this. Agreed.
0: All right. Do you want to do trivia or reviews first?
1: I'll do the trivia.
0: Once all right, do on. it.
1: Um, the scene where Joe accidentally closes the door of Kathleen's shop on the balloons was unscripted and... Had lived, but no, I <laughs> thought it was funny, so she kept it in. It was funny. Um, all of Joe and Kathleen's emails were put onto the movie's official website, which Warner Brothers has kept active. So if you need to read those emails, you can. No kidding. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, the children's bookstore scenes in the film were filmed in the antique shop so this whole paragraph is just kind of tells you how like movies work it was like, <laughs> and then after they were done they put everything back the way they left it and it was the an antique store again wow oh my god so there's that um this is a remake of the 1940s film the shop around the corner Mm -hmm. Uh, nora efron arranged for meg ryan and heather burns to work in a real new york city bookstore in preparation for their roles prior to filming uh the bookstore was books of wonder in manhattan and the jobs lasted for about a week wow meg ryan got her very first computer during filming
0: she was not on the cutting edge then
1: wow yeah But Kathleen and Joe used AOL software to connect to the internet. They were both using version 4.0, which was in beta testing mode when the film was being made.
0: Wow, they got that beta shit. They got that beta.
1: The film invokes several literally and... Literary and cinematic references to the Wizard, the Wizard of, Oz. of Oz. No, <laughs> a full shelf of Oz books and the shelf behind Kathleen when she opens the door for Jessica <laughs> and Maya. The ruby slippers ornament that Kathleen is placing on the Christmas tree. The Scarecrow um of Oz. Wait, the Scarecrow of Oz book opened on Kathleen's bed mm-hmm. when Joe visits her point, her apartment, and over the rainbow playing in the closing scene
0: again. Nora Ephron likes The Wizard of Oz, so I can understand and see The Wizard of Oz references in both of this film and
1: Sleepless in Seattle. Nora Ephron had nothing to do with Joe versus Volcano. (laughs) (laughs) But she wanted to keep The Wizard of Oz theme because she saw how strong (laughs) it was in that first movie. So she was like, let's carry this through. Let's keep doing that. And this last piece of trivia is the best um, the casting of Dave Chappelle as Kevin Joe's friend and confidant came about because four years previously, Chappelle was offered the role of Bubba in Forrest Gump, um, but he Aww. turned it down because he felt Forrest Gump would flop. <laughs> Dave, not a good
0: idea, but was I mean, anybody? It worked
1: out, but it, it all seemed okay. But, but and how great would it have been if he was Bubba? Though he would have been, been a good Bubba. Yeah. Uh, Chappelle turning down the role of Bubba because of... Oh, sorry. Bubba, however, when it became a huge success worldwide and dominated the 1994 Oscars, Chappelle said he deeply regretted turning down the role of Bubba. Tom Hanks, realizing this, promised to work with him in the future, and as a result, he suggested to the director that he play the role of Kevin. Oh. So that really made up for it. Um, That's nice. <laughs> great movie, though.
0: Yeah, definitely. I wonder... I'm just curious. Let's see here. Forrest Gump. just want to look up. Forrest Gump made $683 million. Whoa. You've Got Mail made $250 million. So doesn't quite equate, but no. it's still a pretty good haul. So Yeah.
1: You know, and of all three to be in, that was the best one.
0: Agree. Agree. Forrest Gump is a fine film, but not my favorite Hanks. So there you go. I can only watch it like once a decade, so. Uh, It's really long. It's so long. It's a lot happens in that movie. Anyway, the critics. I'm a little bit disappointed, to be honest. It's fresh, but only at 69%. Mm. Audiences, 73%. So audiences know what's up. Mm -hmm. So some reviews from Time Out. Jeff says, The clumsily loaded characterization not only treats almost every other figure as dispensable, but doesn't even bother to make Meg and Tom properly sympathetic. I think that's wrong, and you're an idiot. (laughs) (sighs) Suck it. Jeff from the Houston Chronicle says, Male may not be as romantic as Sleepless, but it's wittier. I think you're wrong. I think it's again
1: romantic
0: it's way more romantic and also wittier definitely. Let's see here. Sarah says it's the emotional complexity of Kathleen's interior journey that still resonates. Oh, okay <laughs> uh, Lindsay who writes for woman in revolt says you've got mail is a messed up story of early 90s catfishing. Watch it. For the city slash apartment slash style porn but don't let the efrons or tom hanks's fool you joe is scum wow tell us s- how you really feel strong feelings from from uh who was that Lindsay. okay Oof. Lindsay. Lindsay's sorry got some thoughts let's find some audience reviews here we go David says this film shouldn't work at all. It doesn't have much of a story and the whole dial-up internet thing is incredibly dated. However, if you s- however Hanks and Ryan sell it beautifully. Right. Stuck the landing there. Mhm. Let's see. George M wrote a couple of days ago. What does this mean? Five bags? what that means five bags a dial-up connection some books and some asshole significant others that got left by meg ryan and hanks before meg ryan looked like a duck and hanks was suspected of being a member of the deep state what the hell is this george (laughs) loved the film gave it five stars has a lot to say
1: he gave him five bags
0: yeah five bags Corinne says that I believe this is one of the best rom-coms I've ever seen. Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks have such incredible chemistry in the film. The comedy and story behind the film is absolutely divine. May it never go out of style.
1: Choose yeah. to that.
0: Let's see if there's any bad ones. Hmm. Here's one from Anthony who watched this on New Year's Eve in 2019 and he gave it one star and he says, man, the 90s produced its fair share of epped up effed up rom-coms nothing like a creepy stockholm syndrome romance fall in love with a douchey corporate mogul that puts you out of business the filmmakers basically spell it out for the audience when they muse over a tryst with francisco franco for crying out loud
1: what well if he wants creepy then this new year's eve you should definitely check out sleepless in seattle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let us know I, what you think i wonder if he's seen sleepless in
0: seattle and what his thoughts are Mm-hmm. Ah, aaron says it's a decent rom-com that drags a little but provides plenty of charm and one last critic review because i think it's delightful mm-hmm. and we'll really wrap this up nicely it's a great big hug of a film Great. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That is delightful. And that is the Tom Hanks Meg Ryan trifecta.
1: We did it. We did it. We did it. Are you feeling tired? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I feel like I just acted in all three of these movies myself. And you did an excellent job. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: You are the Meg Ryan of our time.
1: (laughs) all the rules all the accents mm-hmm. oh man what a trip we've been on um let's never do three again two Gosh, is fine. But two three. <laughs> is okay still pushing it three is a lot three it's a is lot a to lot get through, through so but-, but it was fun i liked watching all these movies it was cool me too it's a good one going forward i'm mm-hmm. wondering if you would be game for the kissing booth too i would be game for that Yes. Okay. I feel like that's just what we need right now. After all these like highly acclaimed movies mm-hmm. and we Joe need... versus the Volcano, <laughs> we should definitely watch something else. We
0: need a Netflix original in our in our lives. And yes. This seems like the right one. Yes. I don't, I remember The Kissing Booth 2 vaguely. Not, not 2. The first one. I remember it and I remember that the leads were drastically different heights, and I'm yes. curious if any kind of camera magic has fixed that. Probably not, but
1: I look forward to finding out. Yes, I'm excited as well. Mm-hmm. I like to see how they bring a kissi- a kissing booth, back into this, and how they make it the focal point once again.
0: Right? Like, what are you gonna? What is the sequel supposed to be? The kissing
1: booth is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I'm glad that you're down. Gonna... Um, I have to revisit how
0: I felt, or maybe I shouldn't revisit how I felt about the first one.
1: Well, you know where to find our podcast. So you can <laughs> listen to it whenever you want. and I can. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we'll watch that and get back to you at some point in the Probably future.
1: next week. Now Probably that, next week. Now that I've, I've had my moment mm-hmm. and it's Me September. Too. Yeah, let's, let's get back in the game.
0: Let's do it. We were doing so well. We yeah. can do it again.
1: We just needed a little tiny break, but we're here now. We're back to school.
0: We're ready. We got our supplies. And, and our things. masks. So many masks. Lots mm-hmm. of masks. And and since we did this podcast, did, it, did, did I have a nephew the last time we did a podcast? I can't
1: I remember. I think you did. I believe you did. I think he we had just been him. born, right? Yeah. Yes. Well,
0: he is still around. He's getting bigger. Oh. And there's another nephew on the way. So, and the one that's here is so cute. Oh, my God. He's the Oops. cutest. And I love him to pieces. And yes. I can't wait to hang out with him again. Yeah. And yeah, so that's good. Life's good, Nikki. I hope your life is good.
1: Life is good. My friend said that me and my husband are weird the other day because we were so like all over each other. Meg
0: Ryan weird or like no, that sounds like a good weird, not a Meg
1: Ryan weird. No, it was actually kind of Meg Ryan weird. Like she kept <laughs> looking at us. She was like, every time I look, you guys are like doing something, which is like true. Like we're like like not like making faces at each other. Mm-hmm. We're just like being ridiculous, but it's out of a place of love. But that's cute. You guys are always doing. You've done that for as long as I've known you two. It is the truth. We are always doing that.
0: <laughs> that's that's your relationship it's adorable i'm here for it yes thank to you that. thank you
1: hashtag relationship goals
0: um nikki i would like to leave you with one thing tell me it don't you ever leave this stinking earth without me
1: <laughs> i give you an oscar hillary i give you five julia's
0: hillary oh thank you so much oh
1: thank you for that and thank you out there for listening to our podcast today all of it <laughs> we appreciate it sorry
0: for the length we'll we'll shorten it next time we're only gonna do the one movie so yeah
1: so you're gonna just hang in there okay <laughs> you
0: Thanks, can't guys. possibly do it for
1: 90 minutes no all right okay i love yeah. you bye